0: and the inability as well. Turnover though by Boston. Now Simmons in transition. What a pass to M.B. My goodness! Posterizes Baines. <laughs> Simmons all the way in and he gets a slam! Processed
1: that. Harris, by Adams
0: on the switch. Harris shoots over with a rainbow three! Just due to Butler, Whoa. it's in his hands. You're going to sit on it? Five seconds remaining. Butler looks like he's going for the win. Butler heaves and hits with four tenths of a second remaining. Jimmy Butler delivers for his new squad.
1: Process that. Okay, hello and welcome back top three protected i am your host eddie here with eric and it is finally that time of year again that is right playoffs are now here uh eric how are you
0: i'm doing well i am ready for some playoff basketball
1: yes i'm uh, i'm so happy it's finally here the last bits of the season kind of like drag on um for me personally i guess it was a little different during the process like era uh, but now like, you know, this team is built for the playoffs, so I'm just, uh, hyped to get it started. Um, so as I mentioned just now, the regular season is over and the bracket is set. Um, our Philadelphia 76ers will officially be facing off against the Brooklyn Nets starting this Saturday at 2.30 PM. Um, the Nets just for a little background for everybody. Um, they finished seed this year. They're an up-and-coming team. They're a young team. Um, as we know, they got brutally murdered by Billy King via Billy King um, with awful trade with Boston that left them without draft picks for a bunch of years. Um, but they're back now, led by uh, D'Angelo Russell. Um, they all they have they're great at uh, depth with their guard position with D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, and Karis Lavert. Um, I think they also have Shabazz Napier, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they and added, don't forget a uh,
0: sharpshooter Joe Harris. Yes. Uh, I, I think he won the three-point contest this year. Is that right?
1: He did win the three-point contest this year. Joe Harris, uh, who is a is a, an insane shooter in his own right. Um, his story is pretty great. Um, and glad that he's found a home in New York. Uh, and we also have uh, a center, uh, Jared Allen, who is also a promising young big on their squad. They are led by a pretty widely respected coach, um and uh yeah so they're basically they're an up-and-coming team so looking at the nets eric and when you know when you found out that okay it's official we're facing the nets uh are you worried at all like uh how do you feel about this series before it starts
0: i'd say the Sixers are the most likely team to be on opposite alert in the east uh, the celtics pacers series to me is a coin flip either way so if either one of those two teams win I wouldn't be surprised if Boston or Indiana advanced in seven. But there's an expectation that the Bucs are going to take care of the Pistons and that the Raptors are going to take care of the Magic. The Sixers on paper are supposed to take care of the Nets in about five games. I think it's going to go six. Uh, the biggest reason, uh, Jared Allen is a big Embiid uh, stopper, but so is Ed Davis. The two of them work really well, uh, not together necessarily, but in their rotations of just – playing aggressive and on Embiid and making him make a decision and when you kind of force joel's hands sometimes he thrives and he gets right to the rim or he takes the shot and other times he'll turn the ball over that's to be expected when you have a big like Embiid with uh as much ball handling as he does but Allen and davis are someone i want to watch for against Embiid, particularly because of his health which i know you're going to want to touch on later am i worried about the nets to answer that question yeah, but I, I think that as long as the Sixers can win the first two games, they'll take care of it in five.
1: Okay, uh, I I sort of am on the same uh, wavelength as you, except my my worry isn't really so much so with their their front court as it is with their back court, um, as um, um, uh, as it's been seen with this team. Uh, guards tend to kill us for whatever reason it didn't it doesn't matter what level guard you are um and especially shifty guards like d'angelo russell and uh and spencer dinwiddie i think spencer dinwiddie the night after he either signed yeah it was like the night that he signed his extension with Brooklyn, or the night after he signed his extension with Brooklyn, he went off for his career high against us, and I'm pretty sure we lost that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But overall,
0: I'm not... 2-2 against the Nets this year, so there's a chance we lost that game. Right, Uh, Although, 1-0 with the big four, uh, big five if you count Reddick, but Tobias only played the Nets once, and that was the most convincing victory of them all.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah overall my worry isn't that high like am i worried that they may might steal one uh at home maybe like game three or something sure that's fine you know d'angelo russell may have a big game like you mentioned jared allen might just do a good job on joe or something um of that sort i uh, low-key i feel like their x-factor could be ronde hollis jefferson who did who's done decently time and time again against ben simmons um We'll see how that holds up over the course of a seven-game series. But overall, I'm not entirely too worried. We should take care of them in five. Um, Like, the Nets are young and and up-and-coming. We used to be young uh, before all these trades happened. Um, Yeah, right. Yeah. uh, But, yeah, you know, it's their first year uh, back in the playoffs, and um, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. Um, But, yeah, basically, yeah. So we're both in agreement. We believe it's Sixers in five. Uh, so you had touched on. It. I would. I would. I'll, I'll say
0: six. You'll say I'm gonna six. am say six just because I do believe the Sixers. I think it's gonna be two two after four. Uh, I I just have a feeling the Sixers are gonna drop one. Oh my god!
1: Four. Can you? Oh my god! It, the, the media is gonna if, be if crazy it, if, it's, if it's two two.
0: <laughs> especially if it's game one and the Sixers drop it, like South Philadelphia's gonna get set on fire. But like you said, you've got Russell Dinwiddie, Harris, Lavert. Each of those guys can drop twenty, and with Russell and Dinwiddie, they can go off for thirty-five plus. They've done that against these guys this year. Yes, although I done think it. I think Dinwiddie was I think Dinwiddie was low thirties on his high, but he he went off against the Sixers, like you said, after that extension was signed. I think the key is going to be the health of Joel Embiid. Uh, Bobby is good in small stretches, but can't eat minutes. Uh, Amir, you know, he's good for a couple minutes in garbage time, but then you're really looking for the sake of someone to eat Joel's minutes. You're gonna have to look at Jonah. And start Jonah yeah, at the five. Maybe and Mike that's not Scott. That you're, maybe Mike Scott, and that's not something you're looking yeah, forward to idea. knowing that you would have an unhealthy Embiid. Uh, that's that's the other thing I would uh, be concerned about is if Embiid sits one game. I could see the that stealing that. I really do because I am a big fan of Jared Allen as well as Ed Davis. Ed Davis feasts on the offensive uh, glass. He He's does. Like a he does. In that regard, you know, very limited skill set, but what he does well, he excels at. Yeah. And uh, whenever you throw the ball up. Whenever the ball's up on a uh, D'Angelo shot, you find Ed Davis and you box that mother up. Uh, I'm sorry, you box that individual out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely do. It's it's kind of crazy how Portland just let him walk because uh, he he's he didn't sign an expensive contract either, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, but yeah, those are definitely a couple things to look out for. So uh, you mentioned Embiid's injury concerns. We'll touch on that a little later, but before that, um, let's talk about. Uh, the rest of the East playoff bracket so uh, if we're looking at the rest of the playoff picture um, in the NBA so you mentioned we have Boston and Indiana at the 4-5 uh, we also have uh, the Bucks and they're facing who is it they're facing? Detroit. It, they're facing Detroit, and uh, we have Toronto facing Orlando and Markel Faults. Orlando, which have been playing really good as of late, uh, ever since they traded for Markel Faults, I will attribute that completely to Markel. <laughs> and
0: no uh, lie, though, I went to that game a uh, couple, maybe last month or so, in Orlando, and this Magic team is very, very uh, talented. And they're very team oriented. They play very fundamentally sound basketball.
1: And Vucevic's having that- a career year.
0: Yeah, Vooch, uh well deserved on the All Star. I don't think he's going to get a nod for an All NBA team, but he certainly deserves to be in that conversation. He's like a Jokic light. Jokic light, excuse me. Yeah, uh, just so he can handle the ball at the five. He's he's very talented, and I, I'm. I'm sad to have seen him gone, but I'm happy he's found greener pastures in Orlando. Yeah, uh, sure. Orlando's someone I could see stealing a game from Toronto. Uh, I don't see Toronto sweeping. Um, the only way Orlando could take it six is like they did, uh, if they do the 2-2 route. Um, I don't see Toronto dropping more than one at home, and I do see Toronto taking at least one in Orlando. So the Magic are going to have to play four very competitive games to be a 2-2 at best, and it's going to be difficult. Uh, I really think Kawhi is going to take over in that series.
1: Me too. I do think Kawhi is just going to take over. I think Siakam, who has been amazing all year, probably will win most improved player uh, award when it's all said and done. Um, they, they've they just been on a tear this whole season and they've done so well with the minutes. And they have Marcus um, who not only, if, if he defends Embiid as well as he does, when you look at the statistics, I'm sure um, he'll give Vucevic some problems as well. Um, but so looking at it, the only ish, the only series that I feel like really could have some type of like back and forth, um, if everything goes according to plan is Boston, Indiana, especially with the announcement of that Marcus smart injury, uh, with the tournament, Marcus, Matt. Yep, the, that's a huge blow to, to Boston. In my opinion, he, uh, from the outside, look again, he seems like the heart and soul of that team. And for a team that's had as many up and downs as they have had this season, um, due to the Kyrie Irving drama, the drama with you know them having too many guys that are all too good, Gordon Hayward not being completely uh, up to with what they had expected, what they had paid him. Although he's kind of rounded into form um, this last month or so, um, I I don't know which way the Indiana-Boston series is going to go. How how do you see that playing out?
0: I just think Boston has too many shooters, and Indiana doesn't have that closer. It's a real oh real yeah, they have shooter. Kyrie. <laughs> It's a real shame Victor got hurt because that would be an insane series. And truthfully, I don't think the Sixers were the three seed if Victor Oladipo was healthy all year. I think Indiana would have been a day uh, gotten home court, and the Sixers would have been fighting with Boston for that four seed. But that's neither here nor there. Um, they they just they don't miss Oladipo um, in terms of you know the overall team build as much as they miss them. The way the Sixers would miss a Jimmy Butler. Indiana doesn't have a closer. They don't have a guy that says, "Give me the ball, everybody clear out, and I can run iso ball, get one step, and take the shot." Yeah, they need their Jimmy Butler, and unfortunately, that's what happens in playoff basketball when you don't run as many set plays. When when you kind of get figured out after the second or third game, where there's no more surprises, it just come. It becomes hero ball in essence, and Indiana doesn't have that. I think I think they'll be able to take Boston to six, but I, I think the Celtics will cruise. I, I do not believe the Celtics series will go the longest,
1: so you you think you got Boston in six that
0: right. Okay. I've got Philly over uh, Brooklyn in five and a half. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's It's a shitty call, right? Because five yeah. is like you coast to five or six, you struggle through it. i'm gonna I'm gonna say that um it's gonna if the MB plays game one, sixers and five. and if MB does not play game one, it'll be Nets uh, excuse me, sixers and six, okay. But, okay. I, I don't I don't think the Boston-Indiana series will reach seven. Uh, the Bucks should take care of it in four or five, and best-case scenario is the Magic, I think, take two games. Uh, but I would say Raptors in five on that one.
1: Okay, so so far we have Boston in six, Philly in five if Embiid's their game one, in six if Embiid's not their game one and Toronto in five.
0: So that leaves us with... Yeah, it's not too excited. I'm taking shock in the East. One, oh, two, yeah. Three. no, It's it's
1: going basically the way that everyone is expected so far. So then we're looking at the, the number one seed, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, versus the number eight seed, Detroit Pistons. The Pistons obviously led by Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson. Uh, Milwaukee obviously has the best record in the league. Um, they've been led the way by Giannis, who has been on an absolute tear, is my pick personally for MVP. He's just been incredible this season. Um, obviously, um, they have Chris Middleton, although, you know, he, he's hot and cold, depending on the – he was cold both times he played against us. Um, the last two times, I mean. And, uh, and yeah, so – uh, do you how do you see that being longer than five games? Because I kind of see Milwaukee taking care of Detroit in five, unless Blake goes like supernova two games.
0: I see, I see a sweep before I see it going longer than. Oh, five. okay, a sweep. I, I I see I see I, I think Detroit could get one. Like, like you said plays out of his mind, drops forty. Drummond uh, flirts with a twenty twenty, uh, and you know Detroit could steal one in that regard if Milwaukee's ice cold. Uh, the strategy with Milwaukee has always been to let Giannis get his and uh, make everyone else beat you. So if the role players have a rough night and perhaps you know Milwaukee doesn't sweep, but I, I would take bucks in four or five.
1: So I guess well, looking at looking at all that, if it goes the way that we all expect it to go, and you and I are of the same thinking of who advances, um, at least in the Eastern Conference, um, that would leave us. Against Toronto in the second round. This I would have preferred Milwaukee. If you had gone to my head, I would have preferred Milwaukee out of the three of Boston, Milwaukee, and Toronto. I would have much preferred to face Milwaukee. I just feel like we match up better with them than anybody out of the three. Uh Toronto, we only beat once this season and Kawhi wasn't there. Um and the other times that Kawhi was there, they beat us pretty handily, albeit that was the uh, Covington Dario. Um, yeah, that picture. was the that was the Covington Dario thing. Our team has changed since then, but also our starting five. I think at this point, maybe it might be like twelve or thirteen games together completely. Um, not even that much, just because of how much time Joel has missed post All Star break. Uh, and uh, yes, and Kawhi does extremely well on Ben Simmons for whatever reason. I don't know if Ben just tries forcing things, but for whatever reason, his turnovers Kawhi's are the
0: defensive player of the year. Yeah, and because it, he's, he's, he's always a, uh, all, uh, first team defensive candidate when he's healthy. And, he's literally named, he's literally named the claw. That's his defensive prowess. Not because he can slam dunk it.
1: And, uh, just, uh, he just seems a little lost out there sometimes when Kawhi's on the floor. Um, but it would be a great experience for us. But, uh, how do you feel about a potential, we won't even talk Eastern Conference Finals or anything because I just want to wait till we get there, but how do you feel about that second potential second round matchup with Toronto? It is,
0: it is what it is. It's like, you know, you face Toronto, then Milwaukee, or you face Milwaukee, then Toronto. It's like, what does it matter? You know, you got you to gotta play the best teams at at some point. You got to do it eventually. Whoever, whoever comes out of the East Gauntlet is going to, you know, get dad-dicked by Golden State anyway, so... <laughs> so no matter what it is it's like yeah, maybe maybe you find some key flaws and maybe maybe you learn something about these players and maybe you realize that like this isn't the core you're going to go after or maybe you go out and you sweep Brooklyn and then all of a sudden you're waiting for Toronto and you take Toronto to six games and you win and there's all these all these scenarios that need to happen and it's like you know you don't want to say like you know uh, oh what if somebody gets hurt but a lot of these teams um, all 16 of them have to play four games minimum and maximum of seven That's a lot of basketball. That's a lot of intense basketball in which somebody might be out. You know, it's a shame that uh, Yusuf Nurkic got hurt from Portland because Portland looked like they had an opportunity to make a run. But so much can change. You know, I'm I'm making projections based on whether or not, you know, the Sixers' best player is going to be healthy for game one. I think he will be. But, you know, what about game two, three, four? What about Eastern Conference semifinals? What about Eastern Conference finals? This is the two-month gauntlet known as the NBA playoffs. And, Get ready because it's 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 time to play, and I'm excited.
1: I am very excited as well. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, when it comes down to that Philadelphia-Toronto matchup, um, I feel like it's sort of similar to, to like Milwaukee strategy. Like I would just kind of let Kawhi get his and make everyone else try and beat us. I mean, I know their role players are way better. Their role players are technically like star level players. So you got Kyle Lowry, Siakam, who broke out this year. Mark Gasol, um, although Gasol has been looked a little slower this year for whatever reason. He does really good against Embiid because Embiid's not really a rim runner like that. We're not really a pick and roll team. Um, it's more of a post. Don't forget Serge. Oh yeah, Don't forget and they have Serge Embiid's Ibaka, offer. and they have Serge Ibaka. So you know the the Raptors are just loaded. Um, uh, and I think it'll be. It'll, it'll all fall. I think overall our entire run will fall on our starting five because I feel like we have one of the best starting fives um, that's like right up there, maybe like a tier right below Golden State. But like our starting five as far as in the East is the strongest in the East if we're all clicking and um, it will go as far as those guys uh, want to take us. Um, but enough about the playoffs for a second. Uh, what ended to get into the playoffs was the regular season. Um, another year in the books so this is our second this is well we started technically near the end of last season so I guess we're now officially like a year through almost and uh, since then um, we have a new GM we've had three different iterations of this team Um, and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are still on the team we are older we have Jimmy Butler Tobias Harris Um, so we have four all-star level players on the team and Uh, I guess what I want to ask you, Eric, is so looking back on this past season, how did it shake out compared to your expectations in the beginning of the season? How, like now that the team looks so different from what we started, from where we started in the beginning of the year, and how do you, how does that make you feel about what direction the franchise is going to go in the future, regardless of what happens here in the playoffs?
0: So I guess initial expectation was, um, was the, the flat line was the Eastern conference semifinals. The expectation was you're most definitely going to win one playoff series. And then you're going to face some, semblance of competition. And I think I mentioned this earlier, it was either going to be a Boston a Toronto or whomever won the central. Uh, and that's about where we're at right now. Uh, the Sixers have changed their, uh, their lineup multiple times. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, y'all look, look so different kind of thing that yeah. JR meme or whatever. Yeah. I think the, the starting five to start the season, I think Redick was coming off the bench. So it was Ben, Markel, Rocco, Dario, Joe. And of of that, you have Ben and Joe. Markel is traded to Orlando for, I think it's a top 20 projected pick. And Jonathan so Simmons. Really hope Orlando can, hey, and Jonathan Simmons. <laughs> Jonathan Simmons. Um, Rocco and Dario obviously went to Minnesota for Jimmy Butler. And then some picks and some bench guys, including Landry Schammett, uh being traded for Tobias. Who, to who the has roster.
1: been balling lately? Who who was balling um, over in L.A. for the Clippers? Um, yeah,
0: people seem to forget you know, that Wichita State game against Kentucky when they were in the tournament. That was like uh, him against uh, De'Aaron Fox on Kentucky. And uh, who the hell else was on that Kentucky team? There was a couple other NBA players. Uh, it was
1: De'Aaron. Oh, I'm trying to think. Wait, hold on. Kentucky. Yeah,
0: right? But that he, I remember specifically this u- ugly motherfucker being the baddest dude on the <laughs> court. That day. and I'm like, I'm like, who is this guy? And I realized it was Landry Shamit. You know, I oh, it was Malik Monk. Kind
1: Malik Monk and Bam Adebayo. Malik Monk, uh, yeah.
0: It was yeah. It was like a couple of players whose game hasn't translated very well to the NBA yet. But I, that was that was some that was some really. Really, uh, it, like telling signs of someone like Landry Shamit, who I really wish they hadn't let go, but he, too, yeah, Doc Rivers and and Land and uh, Jerry West—they're like, look, this deal starts with Landry Shamit, and we'll work <laughs> from there. And then you realize, like, okay, well, what else? They're like the Miami twenty twenty-one pick, and we're like, okay, shit, like, what else? Can we have Bobby at least? Like, so don't <laughs> yeah. be happy, like, like, yeah, it's fine. But it all—all all, all that changed, and you know there's there's going to be you know some contract situation that's going to happen in the offseason you have to work with Toby you have to work with uh, Jimmy you have to figure out if they're all in or not you know you have to take a look at like you know Jimmy's perception of coach brown and if he wants to be here long term or not and that's the beautiful thing about free agency is he's going to be able to say that look the Sixers can offer me the most money if I want to get paid and I want a realistic opportunity to go for a title I can do it here but it's going to be Jimmy's move first uh when the offseason ends and then Toby's going to Toby's also going to likely receive a max offer but he'll he'll receive the second offer and then after that you take care of Ben but there's playoff Yeah, we'll be and
1: capped out. Now.
0: Yeah, we'll be capped out and that's that's what it is. JJ signs for the vet minimum and then you take your run for 4 years.
1: Uh, I'm I'm a uh, it's just it's been a wild ride. Like, it almost it almost made the season feel longer than it really was just because of how many different iterations of the team we went through. Um, like you had mentioned, when we made Definitely. the trade for Jimmy Butler and we were running uh, Muscala and Wilson Chandler with Jimmy and Ben and Joe out there. Um, and then you look at where Corey the- Brewer. Yeah, and the Corey Brewer era. Who could forget when he shut down Harden. Uh, that was such a fun game. It was it was cool to see him uh, pick up uh, another team. It deserves
0: game. applause every time he comes back to Philadelphia. I tell you, that was that was so much fun. Remember, when he kicked that dude in Denver. Yes, like I know, he's not supposed to do that, and uh, <laughs> he deserved any any penalty, and we don't condone that. But at the same time, he kicked the dude in the head. Like that's some serious like we are shit right there. We
1: are a pro Corey Brewer podcast, and then, and now uh, we we also had to deal with uh, Zaire almost dying, and now he's back. Uh, you know, he played he played. Pretty well against Chicago. I know Chicago isn't really playing for anything, and they're a tanking team. But still, he played well.
0: Uh, Shake Milton. Ah, he led the junior varsity Sixers that game. I think he played quite well in that. Yes. Uh, and regardless of what Chicago looked like, you know that's still NBA talent on the floor. And he 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 was he, at times he was the best player on the court, and that always means something, even if it's the junior varsity Sixers and the tanking Bulls. That still means something.
1: Seeing a uh, Zaire uh, guard TLC hurt my soul man I miss TLC I know he sucks but I miss TLC um, dude, he, like, how how, did,
0: how can somebody go from like swishing a three-pointer in the corner to hitting like the side stanchion in the next shot like the dude had no consistency on his shot but it's like his shot looks so pretty butter.
1: it looks so pretty like it looks good I don't know. I hope TLC puts it together. I hope he stays in the league um, I'm pretty sure his option got picked up if it didn't then I don't know what he's gonna do, but um, I'm oh, pretty real
0: quick with that Michael Carter Williams by the way on the Orlando Magic is playing Exceptional backup point guard. Minutes yes right now. It he's...
1: is you love to see it, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I I got a real treat of it when I saw that live game and the uh, night they clinched the division against the Celtics. He he, I don't think he made a basket, but he made a couple foul shots. He had like three steals, three rebounds, three assists. It was just like you know, just some vintage Michael Michael Carter Williams doing shit without like the green light to take a jumper, which is, never developed.
1: Is it not like weird, like poetic justice type stuff that Michael Carter Williams and faults are on the same team?
0: Like, I, I the beginning so, of
1: everything, and then the end of it, they're all on the same team. That's so weird to me.
0: I think, yeah, I guess you could say the process ended with the folds trade, although I think the process ended uh, with the Harris trade. This is the one where he said, That oh, was the this official
1: end. We're cashing in all, all the chips now.
0: But amazingly, the Sixers still have a few second-round picks, although I think they finally have fewer second-round draft, uh, first-round draft picks right now. I think they, they gave one away, and they don't have an extra pick style yeah, let me uh, stock, but they have a bunch of seconds uh, over the next uh, three or four years. So it's not like they're just start. They'll be starved of talent, but the, the era of draft pick surpluses has ended and the era of, you know, throwing money at your guys and making a run. Yeah, we have Re- the uh, right, right now with this playoff,
1: we have four second round picks. We have the Sixers. We have the Bulls pick. Um, which is the Lakers pick, uh, the Cavs pick, the Kings second round pick. I didn't realize we had the Kings second round pick and the Knicks. I don't know if I'm reading this right. That's a lot of picks. We had four picks. <laughs> um, How many are you
0: giving away? Uh,
1: let's see. Um, Boston obviously gets the first round pick. Okay, no, no, no. So, the, so it's not four picks. It's three picks. So we have our pick. We have the Bulls pick and we have the Bucks or Kings pick. We get whichever pick is better.
0: That's probably going to be
1: the Kings. Yeah, we'll probably get the Kings picked. <laughs> um, something tells me the Kings did a little worse than the Bucks, but uh, but yeah, so that's what we're looking at. Um, and
0: so you know, the Kings fired their coach today.
1: They did. You know. Okay. So everyone's blasting the Kings for it, but if Woj's uh, report is correct and that there was tension between uh Jaeger and the front office or Jaeger and some type of players or what have you and they want to nip it in the bud before it turns into a bigger thing than whatever like go ahead and do that I I usually am one to laugh at the Kings as well with everybody else but They kind of completely exceeded expectations this season, really fucked over the Celtics uh, with how well they did. So I love them for that. And uh, they were right with the Buddy Heald trade uh, getting him because Buddy completely balled out this year and really emerged.
0: The Kings the DeMarcus Cousins trade.
1: Yep, yep, they did. And uh, and so uh, I'm waiting to see what the next move is before I cast judgment because if they get a good coach or let's say you know I heard they were looking at Monty or our assistant coach right now they were looking at Monty Williams uh let's say Monty goes over there and he does well then you know then they were right about that so um there's a I'm, I'm waiting to see but yeah but they did fire their coach <laughs> uh so we'll see where that goes um moving on from that um I guess I didn't I didn't ask you actually so so now that the regular season's over, who's your uh? Who's your MVP?
0: My MVP, I'd probably say Giannis. Yeah, uh, he's the best player on the best team, leading in points, rebounds, assists. Uh, Harden put up in like video game stats. It was absurd it was what ridiculous. he
1: did, especially when Chris Paul went down.
0: He carried them. He carried the Rockets to the four seed, and there was a time when the Rockets were 14th in that Gauntlet West. But to me, Giannis was the MVP. Uh, overall, I believe his defense as well, uh, which, and his, uh, shot, I think it was his three point shot that ultimately made him the MVP. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing respectable, but it needs to be respected. And, and, he, and shoots that, him. he shoots him and he hits him in about a 30% clip, which is enough. It's enough where he gets the ball where people have to come out and that gives him the one step he needs. He's probably the best one-on-one player in basketball maybe maybe Joel Embiid could take him in a game of one on one but Giannis would eventually run him down on conditioning
1: okay yeah I, okay i just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there or maybe you know if you chose Harden i would i don't i don't know if there's a wrong answer i'm pretty sure Giannis is going to win it um just because like you mentioned best player best team that's usually how it goes unless it's a narrative thing like like uh wrestling.
0: right i'm not, and i'm not upset if Harden wins it but yeah I, me there like, awards uh that if they haven't had it before i you know people can have opinions about what that means but since Giannis hasn't won one before i would vote for him yeah even though like i said if you give it to harden i'm not upset harden is equally deserving uh Embiid is going to be uh you know, maybe like top five in voting but not playing the full season does uh, affect uh people's perception of you yeah the load uh, management the thing consideration well i mean <laughs> like a. Uh, Like Curry, like Kawhi,
1: uh, are
0: two examples of load management.
1: Yeah, but also like Curry
0: usually battles uh, lingering injuries too.
1: Yeah, those lingering injuries. But I also just feel like it's a byproduct. I, I, I mean, and part of it is because we've had, like I mentioned, we have we had three different iterations of the team, um, and there was just so much player movement, and you know there was only so much trust that Brett put into Jonah. Although I do think my the way I was thinking of it is like, look. We have the talent to make the playoffs anyway, so, so let's play who we need to play so that they're ready and geared up with as much experience as possible to get into the playoffs. There was a point in time, remember, I think it was right at what, right after, like, the Tobias trade when we got Boban. All of a sudden, even though he was playing well, Jonah didn't see any game time for, like, three weeks. And it was just it was just a little crazy. And you look at Joel Embiid's minutes and it's just so... He, he played so much for so many games. Um... And so I feel like they tried to, to fix it by, we're going to have a bunch of these load management and little injury, uh, like, uh, DQs, uh, ga- games of not playing, uh, near the end of the season. And I feel like that kind of killed his MVP chances, but he was definitely playing MVP level, um, in the beginning of the season. He would have been top three if he had played more. Um, but yeah, I just think he missed, uh, uh, too many, too many games near the end of the season. Um, but overall still a second, uh, full healthy season, more or less. One that doesn't end in a uh, season-ending injury, uh, like the face thing yesterday. Uh you know what I mean, though. But anyways, um, tri- uh, so we were just talking about uh, concerns uh, a little earlier. So outside of the concerns of Embiid, what else? Looking at the team, are you concerned about in the playoffs? Um, I I'll, I'll, I'll start first. I my concern personally is about Ben um not his shooting like everybody likes to point to i'm not like it it is what it is bro he's he's in his second year like if you look at what he's been doing in his second year no other person in their second year in the league is doing anything near what ben simmons is doing nor is any third player from his draft class doing what he's doing um especially ingram who is will be watching from his couch and uh so i'm not worried about it but this for this year ben simmons what i'm worried about is his aggression and when the second round comes against Kawhi uh who we think it'll be um his decision making so I feel like when Ben is aggressive uh good things tend to happen um not when he's forcing stuff but just when he's aggressive and getting to his spots when he's aggressive and getting to that uh (coughs) when he's aggressive and getting to that right block to uh get that right hook that uh right-handed hook of his um or you know when he's aggressive and pressuring the defense and going downhill and getting to the rim um, and getting to his spots, like them those usually tend to have good outcomes for us. Um, and I don't know if it's a byproduct of our offense because we run a lot of dribble handoffs or things like that, but. Uh, sometimes in games Ben Ben'll take over. we've seen him take over, but he only takes over for like a series or like you know like five or eight possessions. Um, and then you you I don't know if we've ever seen outside of maybe like the Cleveland game. Uh, last year, the one that was crazy against LeBron when he came all the way back or whatever, like where Ben really took over a whole game. I think the the best example of that this year would be his game against the Warriors where he was pretty dominant. Um, but that, my biggest concern, and I feel like the key to all this, uh, would be Ben because I think Jimmy's going to keep doing what he's doing in the fourth quarter. And I think Tobias, even though he kind of has been streaky lately, um, I think he'll pick things up in the playoffs, but I feel like the key to everything happening is Ben. How, How do you, what is your biggest concern uh and out uh, outside of the equation
0: my biggest concern outside of joel and will probably be the bench and the depth um when ben goes to the bench you're going to be running point guard mcconnell uh, on games when when you uh when you uh, you know play tj for 10 minutes or less you know that's that's just what you need you know ben gets his breather uh, and then TJ gives a little bit of a hype and then, you know, he sits back down before his weaknesses are exposed. Um, you know, you can have Jimmy run point in the fourth, uh, particularly among ISO situations, but the key is of course, uh, staying out of foul trouble so that you don't have to play the bench more than you need to, um, little, little fit on the three point shooting, uh, and it a three point shot as does, uh, Mike Scott, uh, coming off of the bench, but TJ really shoots his from mid range, and Bobby, who hit a three pointer, which was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that, that
1: was really cool. He hit two actually. Yeah, we hit one the next game too.
0: But you're a little thin on three point shooting off the bench, and you don't know what you're gonna get with Zaire Smith. You, you're it's it's it's. I'm not gonna like say he's Markel Fultz, but he's gonna be the Markel Fultz wild card of you know he'll he'll probably see some minutes uh, in the Brooklyn series, and if the Sixers can coast and maybe go up two nothing. Uh, maybe there'll be some garbage minutes where you can like get a really nice look at him and see what's going on, uh, for, um, uh, moving forward and seeing if he can move, uh, fit in the rotation. But that's my concern, uh, for this team. Um, the starters are going to be fine as long as they don't get into foul trouble. Um, and of course, if they stay healthy, okay, my so concern is the bench.
1: Okay. So, uh, so when we're looking at the rotation so then i guess so in my opinion the rotation i know james ennis is injured right now i don't know if he's going to be back for game one um so now he's got
0: one more week uh last week or uh, yeah on april 4th he was ruled out for two weeks so uh if you treat that as absolute you'll be looking at a uh, april 18th
1: okay update. okay cool so next
0: s- Thursday, which would be uh game three Game three is actually played on Thursday next week.
1: Okay, so then I guess the rotation at this, in my opinion, what I feel like the rotation would be, or or should be, I guess, is uh, Ben, JJ, uh, the starting five that we have. Ben, JJ, Jimmy, uh, Tobias, and Joel. I think at your bench you're looking at TJ. I feel like TJ, uh, so you're looking at TJ, you're looking at Mike Scott. and then So then there's that Ennis role, and I feel like the Ennis minutes – are going to be a mix of well so Jared Allen can't space the floor so you can throw Boban out there um and so Boban can get some run but I feel like it's going to be a mix of seeing what Boban Zaire and maybe Jonathan Simmons can give you I think when you're looking at the competition quote unquote between Jonathan Simmons and Zaire for minutes Personally, I like what I've seen from Zaire. It seems like there's a bit more of a hunger in him than there is in Jonathan Simmons. I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know. It's just because, you know, fresh legs, like Zaire hasn't played at all. Um, That's uh,
0: a speed-free facility.
1: Yes. And and uh, and so and Jonathan Simmons, I don't know, man. He's just, he's just kind of been a disaster to me since he showed up. I mean, you look at his stats in Orlando, he was kind of a disaster there, too. I don't know. Maybe he just fell off. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, would rather put more time into the upside and seeing what Zaire gives you, maybe fight through a couple things. Like you said, if things are going well, um, in the series for us, then I wouldn't mind seeing that, but, um, Jared Allen not being a center, I mean, being a center who can't space the floor, um, is huge for us in getting Bo on some minutes. Um, and also Jonah, I would love to see Jonah doing well because, um, obviously Jonah loves to get five fouls at the end of every game, no matter how much time he spent in there whether it's 30 minutes or five minutes he'll still get five fouls um uh but I'm curious I'm, I'm, I I'm, think that's what the rotation is going to be but I, I do feel like the main people off the bench overall throughout this whole playoff run will be at the end of the day Mike Scott James Ennis and then you're looking at a mix of Jonah and Zaire because I I don't see Boban getting much run past the first round how about you
0: yeah, Boban's not going to be able to go against like a Gasol Ibaka type. Not at all. You're still gonna you're still gonna see like eight. Ideally, you want to see like eight to ten McConnell minutes, just enough for Ben to sit down and like drink some of his beverage, whatever whatever Ben's drinking on the bench, uh, because you know you've seen what happens when like someone like even LeBron tries to play for forty eight minutes. You know it wears you down, uh, both in this season and in the uh, seasons prior. They need. You know, the rest and Ben usually goes out um, when I think I think it's when Joe goes down. Uh, Ben usually sits the first time as well, Uh, but it's not going to be for very long. You know how they do that rest where it's like you sit somebody down with one minute left in the quarter. You get the TV timeout and then they get a long prolonged sit and they'll sit one more minute to start the uh, second quarter and they come back in. I think that's what they're going to be looking at because, you know, when you build big leads and you blow big leads, it tends to be a byproduct of when your best players have to sit for a moment. And again, I, I always bring it back to the bench and if they can just hold on to that lead for a little bit longer.
1: So, so you, so are you looking at, I guess in that situation, if TJ is playing only 10 minutes max, you're, we're looking at some point Jimmy then, right?
0: A little bit of point Jimmy in the fourth. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely uh, want to and, do that. That that does put Ben into a corner, but you know, maybe Ben just throws up one of those fucking shots already.
1: Maybe, maybe I mean, he's thrown he let's, yeah, it, let's he's thrown yeah, some it. up this season. He's thrown some up. They didn't go in. His first ever real three point attempt went in and out, and I'm so upset it didn't go in. Uh,
0: but it'll it'll yeah, happen. I, I would have gone absolutely insane, and I think Reddit would have been down for like seven minutes. It would have.
1: It would have. I mean, there, Reddit goes down whenever there's. Yo, Reddit loves joking about Ben Simmons. I don't know what he did for Reddit to hate Ben Simmons, but I don't... Our NBA does not like Ben Simmons.
0: <laughs> he has a smug look uh, to his face. Uh, you know, he's got that, like, mean mug, you know? Oh, and, like, uh, like I, I'm better than you and I know it look? A little bit, yeah. His chin's a little up, but, you know, you know, he's he's always been the best player on the court his entire life, up until the NBA. Then all of a sudden he realized that he was, you know, one of the better players on the court. And... You know he talks about how he's been interviewed about this drive to become this great individual and you know with the talent line he has he's got you know a lot of progress that he's made and so much more progress that he can make so that's that's really what's interesting about Ben and i, I think that's what rubs people the wrong way where it's like oh it's been 2 years and he can't shoot it's like all right well he hasn't needed to shoot for his entire life He's never needed to shoot. He's just been dunking on kids his whole life. And
1: also, he's an all-star without it, like, already. Okay. Like,
0: So why would he take a, a shitty shot when he knows it's not going to go in when he can still get 16 a game? Doing what you know he's going to do Which is drive to the rim And he still can't stop him About For about, what, three or four baskets a game yep. I think is what, he, what is his uh, average uh, field goal percentage On is. top he's,
1: of you know, the rebounds And the assists And the steals And the blocks
0: the, And the potential for an all-NBA defense uh, recognition yes. I don't think he's going to get it But I think he's going to be, you know, on that line You'll see, like, others receiving votes yep, Ben he, might be on that, like, you know Like the first five or six out
1: Yep, he And got, I think uh, that,
0: that'll be nice recognition for his uh, efforts this year on the defensive end. He's really been uh, stepping up on that side.
1: There was a um there was a post actually on Reddit about Ben Simmons. It had to do with his defense. It was like uh if I remember correctly, it was something along the lines of Ben Simmons uh was one of like four players or five players or whatever that um defended each uh, all five positions um like more than 10% of the time and each time he uh defended the position uh they shot a lower field goal percentage than they average um it just speaks to his versatility as a defender uh and like you mentioned he I'm sure he'll get all defense votes he did last year as a rookie so um in my opinion he's only gotten better on defense since then maybe a little tailed off because sometimes he kind of loses focus but overall I feel like he's a better defender um so yeah most definitely uh so with your uh Your concerns are the bench. Mine, personally, is Ben, who I feel is the uh, key to all this. Um, I guess we can look at it. So, gun to your head, how do you see this playing out? How do you see the whole Eastern Conference uh, bracket playing out? Obviously, the Warriors are coming out of the West. We're both in agreement of that. How do you see these East uh, thing breaking out?
0: Okay. Uh, Bucks over uh, Pistons. Celtics over Pacers. Sixers over Nets. Raptors over Magic. Round two would be the, Ugh, ugh would be the Celtics in seven.
1: You got uh, the Celtics beating the Bucks in seven?
0: Why not? Oh, uh, and wow! And I would say, I, I, if I had a gun to my head, I would pick Kawhi and the Raptors. I truly believe they're a better team. Yeah, I, I, I believe, I believe that the Sixers have better talent and in simulations, uh, where they run scenarios where, you know, if Tobias performed max and if Embiid performed max and if Ben Simmons performed max and if Jimmy Butler performed max and if JJ Redick performed max, those potentials on paper of what they could be could lead to, you know, the Sixers winning in six. But then there's the fact they've only played like, you know, a dozen games together. And the Raptors, who have their own chemistry issues when they che- uh, traded another Embiid stopper. That was so great when uh, uh, Valanchunas got traded away oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. from, uh, from uh, the Raptors. And they brought in Gasol, who does play Embiid well, but not as well as But uh, just based on the fact that he got to see him so much. In any case, I, I gun to my head right now with you know the initial playoffs and the right to change after each series. I'd say the Raptors in six, and then I would say the Raptors in six over the Celtics. Uh, then I would say the Warriors in oh, six over the Raptors. I think Toronto gets two. Okay, this would be the closest. This would be the this would be the most vulnerable uh, yeah, season for the uh, Golden State Warriors because I think the Rockets would take the uh, Warriors to seven uh, in round two. That's
1: crazy that I they're going to meet in the second round, by the way. Harden
0: is going to average over 40 points a game in that series. Assuming they can meet the jazz. I think, I think the jazz have the opportunity to take Houston to seven. And then it's a, uh, it's anybody's series in Portland, Oklahoma city, Denver, San Antonio, any one of those four could represent, uh, you know, the West coast finals. So you got but I th-
1: warriors and six over the Raptors
0: right now yeah round one round one projection okay cool uh, i because i think that uh malcolm brogdon isn't going to be ready for that second series
1: oh yeah that's right that's right that's right i okay
0: uh, mac is smart, is down so they won't have <laughs> the slap yeah, but mac is smart is someone who brings that playoff intensity and you know, just someone to like you know scream in your face and say let's fucking go playoff basketball mac is smart is silly tough and sometimes you need that uh yeah, you, know, you still got Marcus Morris, uh who's my Boston accent. That's true. No, it's great. It's great. Keep it going. <laughs> no, it's it, it's what it sounds like to me. Like that's what I, that's what I hear when I hey, say that.
1: It sounds the same to me. But
0: but I, I I I think that um the the with Kyrie Irving being able to shoot and with the overall fundamentals of Brad Stevens' team, I, I think that I think that Milwaukee needs to really really be on alert when they face Boston, if and when that happens. Uh, Giannis will have to be the best player on the court at all times, and Milwaukee's role players will have to do their job. And if they don't, they're vulnerable.
1: So, the only uh, the only disagreement I have is I think the Bucks will beat the Celtics, personally. Um, but, I I in the end, though, we have the same result. I do have the Warriors beating the Raptors in six. Gun to my head. I would love it if the Sixers made it, but uh, I'm of the same mindset as you. Everybody would have to be clicking for us to beat the Raptors, just because their depth is just crazy good. They have talent across the board um on their bench. I think when you go pound for pound, they have a little more talent than us, but our starting five is more talented than theirs. Um but yeah, that's how I kind of Yeah, it's like
0: the Sixers are like the dice in Mario Party where like you could roll a 10, but you could also like have like two chances to roll a negative 1. And like the Raptors are the dice where like three chances or four chances or like you roll a 3 and then two chances you roll a 4. So it's just like always that safe stability of knowing the Raptors are going to get theirs and then the Sixers having to match you know you are never going to get off night from Toronto you know you might get one in a seven game series and that's not enough to rely on hoping that they're not good enough you have to be better than them at least four times out of seven
1: yep yep we are in agreement there so uh that feels like a good spot to end it for now oh oh wait before we end it actually I do have to mention. Um, I do have. To, well, ask you actually. How do you feel about Shake Milton? Because I I know obviously he's not playoff eligible because we didn't sign him to a contract. I know the reason they didn't do that is because they'll be able to sign him to a longer term deal that's really cheap. Hopefully similar to Jonah's uh, this summer. But from what I've seen from Shake Milton, he kind of reminds me of Landry Shamet in that Landry never looked like the moment was too big for him out there. He always looked calm and composed. Shake looks like that, and I really do love what Shake brings to the table as a possible like backup point guard. Uh, at, that's more athletic than T. J. and longer and more versatile defensively, um, and a better shooter. Uh, moving forward. How How about you? What What do you, What have you seen from Shake?
0: I've seen a really nice shot, and uh, he's had a great mentor in JJ Reddick, of course. Yes. Yes, that he I'm has. Excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Kind, kind of bummed he won't be postseason eligible, but. Yeah, you know, we could have he'll, used he'll, him. He'll, I would he'll, have he'll get, some, he'll get some conversation uh, in the offseason for sure. He'll, he'll definitely get a look for next season, especially because they're going to lose uh Korkmaz. Yeah, yeah. Cork yeah, was he, a he, uh, he wasn't offered a uh, contract, so. Uh, for his, whatever uh, his, reason. Uh, his, yeah, his uh, his option wasn't picked up. I think it was. So now he's UFA, and I can't see him signing with Philly again.
1: Yep, yeah, because well, because the only thing we we would only be able to sign him for what his contract for what his uh or his cap hold was, or it's either his cap hold or his contract. But it's only like a little over a million dollars, which is why I was so confused why we didn't just pick up his option. Um, but whatever, like it is what it is. Yeah, Furcon probably won't be back. RIP. But nevertheless, okay. So that'll be it for uh, today. Um, I'm looking to be back right uh, after Game One, so we do have Game One coming up on Saturday at 2:30. Uh, do you? So if Embiid is there, you're calling it a Sixers win this game, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if Embiid wins, uh, I think the Sixers win, and if Embiid does not play, um, I think the Nets kind of show up ready to play basketball, and the Sixers are going to have to be on high alert. You know, you're not going to be able to just sneak up on these guys. The Nets are ready to play. Uh, it'll it'll be it'll begin i think it's the first game of the playoffs on national television here we are
1: espn Let's... 230 okay so i do have the sixers winning game one as well all right so that'll be it for today's episode uh once again i am eddie that was eric thank you for listening to top three protected please make sure to uh give us five stars leave reviews please it helps us out a lot um and we will be back after game one uh and that is it see you guys next time
0: and the inability as well. Now Simmons in transition. What a pass to MB! By goodness! Posterizes Baines. Simmons all the way in, and he gets a slam. Process that. Harris, my like Adams on the switch. Harris shoots over with a rainbow three. And just due to Butler. Wow. It's in his hands. He gonna sit on it. Five seconds remaining. Butler looks like he's going for the win. Butler heaves and hits
1: with.